0: Happy Black Friday, everyone. Sorry for the delay. I had some technical difficulties and Kimberly has been very patient with me as I'm, I'm trying to figure things out. So <laughs> good morning, everyone. Happy day after Thanksgiving. Um, I'm still a little slow from all the eating from yesterday. How are you doing, Kimberly? Well, I'm on a
1: beach in Mexico. Well, I'm not on a beach right now because it's super windy, but I can't complain. The weather is gorgeous. We had a 20- 22 people Thanksgiving yesterday here in Mexico, and it was just a wonderful celebration to be with friends and family. So, Oh, just that's lovely. awesome.
0: Well, this is Kimberly Sturdivant. If you've been tuning into to the Friday 15s, she's probably familiar to you. If you're new today, welcome. This is the Friday 15, where every Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time, even on Black Friday, we answer the industry questions you have submitted. And today, Kimberly is going to be our co-host, and we actually had a few questions come in specific for Tour Radar because people knew that she was coming on as our co-host. So first thing I'm going to talk about is Host Week. Uh, We've been mentioning this every Friday 15, but remember the last week in January is going to be Host Week, which is a free event for advisors. Um, Any advisor can join specific for hosted advisors. There's a lot of host agency interviews and consortia interviews to kind of help you get a feel if you're looking to switch um, or join one. And then let's see, Kimberly, let's start with the first question that came in. This is from Anonymous, but they asked, which host agencies slash consortia use Tour Radar? I'm assuming that means like as their preferred supplier.
1: Oh, sure. Okay. Well, that's a a really good question. And um, yeah, currently we're actually working with more than 4,500 advisors from all over the world, but primarily um, U.S., Canada, U.K., and Australia. Um, So they're registered for our agent marketplace and they're making bookings, adventure bookings on behalf of their clients without specifically stating any of the names of of hosts and and consortiums that we we work with. I I can confidently tell you that we have advisors signed up from every major host and consortia, um, as well as a number of independent and, and home based agents. We are in discussion with a number of agencies to become a preferred partner. And that's really because of our technology solutions that we offer, and I can certainly dive deeper into that um, as, as time permits. But um, we haven't made any official announcements, so I can't announce them on the podcast yet, but hopefully we'll have the press releases going out soon making
0: those announcements of who's officially um, joined with Tour Radar. Cool. And for those that are with a host agency and Tour Radar maybe isn't a preferred supplier yet, one thing you can do if that's something that you want to see happen is make sure to go to the people that manage the preferred supplier relationships and let them know who you would like to see as a preferred supplier. And hopefully you can get some movement on that.
1: Yeah. And to that point, Steph, we also want to make sure that anybody who is signing up for Tour Raider always abides by the contracts that they have with their host or their consortia. Um, we we know that there are some that say that you can book outside um, the preferred pl- suppliers with, with your host and consortium. We obviously don't want to um, have anybody breaking their contracts.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. We are not promoting rule breaking here on the Friday 15 podcast. So, <laughs> Um, and Kimberly, this is just, I I know we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I know you have a Black Friday special for advisors. We do.
1: Yeah. So right now we have, so we have Black Friday deals on 50 or 60 countries, up to 70% off. And on top oh. of the major discounts that your clients will get, advisors who book through TourRadar through the end of the year, so through December 31st, will actually get up to 12% off. Um, the, the their bookings so um, it's an increase in, in commissions through the end of the year if you haven't had a chance to check us out please go to tourradar.com forward slash agents and, and 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 uh, check out the 2500 different operators um, that we work with
0: that's perfect we'll put the link in the description shortly after we finish um, let's see we have another question that came in so this one, Oh, also from Anonymous. This might be a dumb question, but is it normal to sign up under a host before taking any courses to get certifications? Do you just sign up and then take the host agency's training course before you make any sales? I'm confused. Well, that is very confusing. I agree with you because I um, love the travel industry. But the one thing I will say is that for new advisors, because there's so many different routes you can go, there's not this the map is very difficult to give you because there's a lot of ways you can do it and every host agency is different. Um, And this isn't Kimberly's area of expertise. So I'm just gonna answer this one, Um, but I would say that it doesn't really matter. You could try to take some certification course. The Travel Institute is one that you don't necessarily need to be um, aligned if you're taking their TAP test. You don't need to be aligned with a host at the moment. Um, And supplier trainings, you could definitely take them. What you'll find though, is that they may require you to be involved with a host agency to get their accreditation number to be able to sign into the travel agent portal. So there are a few things that you can do, but I would say as a general rule, Um, In order to get those certifications, it's probably easiest to be signed up for a host agency uh, when you're taking the certifications. And then the host agency will have a bunch of trainings for you. Some may require that you take some of their sales courses. Um, Some may make them as optional. There's a lot of different routes out there. So what I would encourage you to do, Anonymous, is to reach out to the host agencies you're interested in and ask them specifically what you need to do on your end in order to make sales and start getting access to the supplier portals, because every host agency is going to have a couple different things. I know when I used to work at one, we had to make sure that the advisors coming on and that we were onboarding, took our fraud training course before they were allowed into anything so that they were aware of kind of the, the different phishing schemes that are out there with travel advisors. Um, and then in terms, I'm going to put in the description, a link to our travel agent education course or not, I'm sorry, not our course, but it's our article that gives a whole bunch of different travel agent education options for you. So you if you're not familiar with a lot of the big ones, you can take a look at that as well. Um, Let's see. Oh, so this is very exciting. I just wanted to bring this up because this is the first time this has happened. So if you listened, I think it was last week or the week before, we had an email from Brahim who worked in, he, he's in Morocco, but based in the US, but grew up in Morocco, I think and wanted to do kind of a small boutique tour operator to the area of Morocco that he was from. But then we got an email in from somebody that was like, hey, I was listening to your podcast, and I want you to press along my information to Brahim. I'm looking to book some some clients in Morocco and would like to connect with him. And then saying that I hope it's not too forward of me to ask for the connection, and definitely not we always want people to reach out when they're hearing us, or people that are asking questions on the show that they want to be connected with. So, thank you, Maria, for writing in about that. All right, Kimberly. This last question is kind of a big one. So, this is coming in from Kyle. Um, I'm gonna. There's a two-part question, so I'll stick with the first one first. I have questions about vetting and selecting tour operators. Is this an important consideration when selecting a host agency? So, what's your thoughts on that?
1: So, um, two answers to that. Um, one, obviously, vetting vetting tour operators is incredibly important because you don't want to be sending your clients on an experience and then they're upset with you and they never rebook with you. So, absolutely, um, vetting operators is very important. On the tour radar side, we work with more than twenty five hundred tour operators. We have our own vetting process in place. It has to do with reviews and BBCS and and um, our Better Business Bureaus um, and and all sorts of different. Um, uh, strategies that we've put in place to vet our partners. Um, But from a host agency side, I think what you want to look at is what destinations do you think that you are going to be booking on behalf of your clients? And are you familiar with those operators? Or are those operators covering those destinations where you're an expert? And so you know you're going to be booking if they don't have those destinations. Maybe you want to inquire as to why or if they will be looking at onboarding operators who cover those destinations. But usually your host agency will have their own vetting process in place as well for exactly the same reason that tour radar does. They don't want to be sending their clients um, on on bad experiences and then they never book with with that agency again. But I would definitely say the first and foremost thing to look at is uh, when you're looking at a host agency is what destinations are they covering? And do they have operators that are covering those destinations?
0: I think that's a great answer. I would also add to that, Kyle, that when selecting the host agency, if there's certain vendors, a lot of people that come into the industry aren't aware of the kind of the business to business tour operators, and they may not know the names of them. Uh, But again, if you can talk with the person in sales at the host agency, And even if you're saying I want to specialize in sun and fun destinations in Caribbean and Mexico and Hawaii or whatever it is, like who are the who are your preferred suppliers that go there? That can give you an idea. Or if you're someone like let's say you've been booking tour operator just as a consumer really like their platform and things like that. uh, You can go in on our host agency profiles. Let me share my screen really quick. So on our host agency profiles, um with with our advertisers they list their preferred suppliers within here so you can go into the profiles and if you scroll down uh whoops you'll be able to see all the preferred suppliers here so here we can see avoya's all the preferred suppliers that they're working with so that's one way to do it another way is by answering like putting in the question and answer section of every profile, clicking on that, and then asking if they have, say, tour radar as a preferred supplier if it's not listed on their profile. And that can get you an answer um, online without having to give a call in or anything along those lines. Um, So Kyle, hopefully that answers your question. It is, um, your host agency will have pre-vetted them, and it is an important consideration when selecting a host, because if you're really set on selling a certain vendor and it isn't a preferred supplier, um, you probably want to go with someone that has stronger connections with that, um, tour operator. But again, if it's a, um, you know, if it's someone that doesn't have a relationship with them, you can ask if they're considering a relationship with them, uh, and get some information from the host on that. Um, you know what else? I'll put in a link to, we have an article on um, researching and qualifying suppliers. So if for some reason you needed something specific that your host agency didn't have a preferred supplier relationship with, this is some ideas, um, you know, Kimberly talked about your team, the mm-hmm. different strategies they have in place to that, because it is really important. Um, so we kind of walk you through some different tips. Tiffany, or <laughs> Tiffany, Kimberly, do you have any questions on, um, or any comments about How they can vet, like any tips for someone if they're going off a preferred supplier list, things to consider? Well, I mean,
1: one of the things that we strongly recommend is taking a look at real ratings and because that's going to be your true sort of, uh, you know, way of gauging how the clients um, are reacting to the operator, which is why ratings on tour radar are very important. Not only for us as consumers can come and book, travelers can come and book directly, um, but For us as as tour radar, if somebody falls below a certain level of of rating, we will remove them. Um, For exactly that reason, we don't want any travelers to be having a a poor experience with any of our operator partners. So I would say look for ratings, look for reviews. If it's not on your host's website, Google the operator, see what what people are saying on various websites or on various review sites um, to make sure if it's not somebody that you've booked with before that you're going to feel absolutely comfortable booking with them.
0: And I will say when I checked out TourRadar's site, they have, I, do you know the number of reviews you have at this point in time? Or oh, I should, but reviews. I don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, we
0: have, there's a lot, like I was super surprised when I was, I was going in there. I was like, wow, there's a lot of reviews on a lot of different tour operators. So that's kind of a gold mine of a place to check. It's great because
1: yeah, to that point, we have it on the tour operator level, but then we also have it on the tour level itself. So you can look oh. at specific tours and the specific operators, which is great
0: yeah that's fantastic um okay so the other half of the question here from kyle is what if i plan to act as a tour operator i know that liability is different so additional licensing insurance is required but i am curious what additional steps from an operational perspective need to be considered so yeah. I don't have
1: the, I don't have the full answer to that but what I can tell you is that on um, with 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 tour radar you can register as an advisor and then we also allow uh, people to register as an operator and then we have a blended model where you can register as an advisor and an operator um and again tourradar.com forward slash agents you can sign up as as the blended as the blended model there our team if you select to sign up as both, can get back to you on um, on all of those requirements that are needed, um, like you said in regards to liability and other insurances in order to operate as an advisor. I don't have that information because I don't work on our with on our operator side of the business, but our team would certainly be able to help advise you on on what would be needed in order to get set up.
0: Mm-hmm. And Kyle, some other resources you might want to check out. Um- It it seems like Tour Raider is going to have a really hands-on team with that. So a great resource. But two other ones, um, the USTOA, which is the United States Tour Operator Association. I'll put the link in the description to their applications. Now, they they do have smaller tour operators on there, but a lot of the big tour operators are on there. So it might be a different scale than what you're looking for, in which case I would recommend you check out um, the Adventure Travel Trade Association. They work with a lot of boutique tour operators um, and they can give you more information or you can attend one of their events where they have a lot of small tour operators there and the other people can talk to you. Other tour operators can talk to you about their experience with licensing, um, different insurance and things like that. Well, let's see. So Kimberly, if someone has questions for you, you've been on before. You're you're a very popular Friday 15 guest. So but how can they reach out to you or the tour radar team besides tour slash agents?
1: Well, they can always email me directly i'm always happy to answer any questions it's just my first name dot last name at tourradar.com so kimberly.sturdivant at tourradar.com and i can answer any questions related to our agent marketplace um i can direct anybody who might have questions as you mentioned about operators to our to the correct team that handles that and i'm always just happy to chat with anybody um in the industry and meet meet new people and make new connections so don't hesitate to reach out to me um I love meeting new people and and learning new things.
0: (laughs) That's perfect. Well, Well, we'll put that in the description. So take her up on that offer for sure. Wealth of information. And then she also has the whole team that she can plug you into for different areas that perhaps she's not an expertise on. Absolutely. Uh, well, let's see, this is black Friday and I am technically going to be on vacation next week, but we are still doing a Friday 15. We are going to have Jen Leon from travel planners international, uh, for next week. So again, Jen is another perennial guest that just is on quite frequently. So if you have any questions for Jen, um, her specialties is really host agencies and marketing. She's a, a really savvy marketer. Um, so if you have any questions on things like that, you can go ahead and submit them at hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday 15 i I'll put the link in the comments. And then remember, if you want to get e-reminders sent to your inbox with the days, the Friday Fifteens questions ahead of time and a reminder and link to the event, you can go to hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday 15 and go ahead and select the e-reminders. So Kimberly, thank you so much for tuning in on your vacation. We really appreciate it. Always my pleasure. Yes. <laughs> I love being here. I know it's so fun. And I'm going to be in Mexico next week too. So I'm living vicariously through you right now. <laughs> We're just missing each other. Yes. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on Black Friday. Oh, Kimberly, one question for the Black Friday deal. If they just go to tourradar.com, like in the agent portal, is all the information there? Or is there a better place for them to go?
1: No, absolutely. If, if you just go to the tourradar.com homepage, it's a complete takeover of Black Friday. You can explore all our deals right there. And then if you decide that there's something that you want to book on behalf of a client, you could just click over to the agent's page, sign up, and book away. And our Black Friday, I'll let you in on a little secret. Our Black Friday Ooh. deals go until Monday. So um, yeah, you have until Monday, December 2nd, uh, to book those. I think it's the second. Maybe it's not. <laughs> but you have until December 2nd to book those to book those tours for, um, for your
0: clients and get up to 70% off. And then it's the 12% off is through the end of the year for the commission up to 12% off. Yep. Through the end of the year. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Kimberly, for joining us. Thank all of you for tuning in and we will see you next Friday. All right. Bye. Bye.